0: Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. I have personally used IXL with students to support them in math, and I love that it focused on the skills that students needed and could help differentiate learning for them. I was also able to look at the data and use that information to inform my instruction. Do you want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast, where we explore the challenges of burnout for teachers and share practical strategies to support teacher well being. I'm your host, Barb Flowers. If you're a teacher looking for ways to prevent burnout or an educational leader searching for strategies to support your team, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast. Today, I'm gonna give you some positive mindset hacks for teaching in a toxic environment. So we're gonna start by talking about what a toxic school environment can look like, and then I'll give you those hacks of how to deal with it. So first, there might be a lot of negativity throughout the building. Not just one person, but negativity is a widespread theme. People are constantly critical of one another. Colleagues are criticizing each other on teaching methods, their decision-making, or even just their personal life. And this can make it tough to share, you know, collaborate with others, share during PLCs, things like that. So you just see negativity in all aspects of the building. You also see negative attitudes from the staff towards the students. So there's a lack of empathy or understanding towards students' needs and potential. Um, And there's no PBIS in the building. So there's no positivity when it comes to behaviors, it's all about punitive. Discipline and just getting kids to listen. So those are just signs of some negativity throughout the building. It could a toxic environment could also come from lack of trust in administration and colleagues. And I say this as an administrator um, because I I do think you have to know if it's a true lack of trust because I hear a lot you can't trust administration and. I would say that that has to be with your own personal experiences and not just because it is an administrator. So when I'm talking about this, this is you've actually had personal experiences where there was dishonesty with administration or a colleague or an actual breach of confidentiality. Um, Those are red flags that it's a toxic environment. Also, there is an absence of healthy boundaries, so there's not respect for your own personal time. You know, um, you might be obligated to respond to emails or work-related messages outside of your contracted hours, things like that. That can be toxic. Um, Limited opportunities for professional learning and growth. So there might be just a lack of support for professional growth and development, Um, The school may not invest in providing resources, training, mentor teachers, and it just makes it hard for educators to improve their skills. Now, I will say this depends on the district. Some districts I know in Ohio, based on how the funding is, they can't pass levies. And this is more just about money than it being a toxic environment. Um, So, you know, there's a difference between the two there. But if there's just no way that you're seeing improvement in professional development, that can be toxic. Also, if you're looking and seeing that there's a high teacher turnover, you know, that's that's a glaring sign of a school culture, of a toxic school culture, if you see a high teacher turnover. But if you see teachers who have been there for years, it's probably a more positive culture. Um, you know, because when when educators are leaving, that's showing you that it's probably there's a lack of boundaries. It's unsustainable to work there. It's stressful. It may be unsupportive. So look at the teacher turnover also to determine if it is a toxic school environment. Um, So I am going to give you positive mindset hacks to deal with that if you're in that kind of environment. I personally have never worked in that kind of school environment, um, but I have heard from teachers who have. And I just want to encourage you that not every school is like that. So if you are in a toxic work environment, I'm going to give you some tips on how to deal with that. But what I hate seeing is when teachers leave the teaching profession because they're burnt out from being in a toxic teaching environment versus trying to get a job in a different school system because every school district is different, um, just the way that it's set up, the culture, things like that. So you might find a better fit in a different school district somewhere else. So if you are in a toxic environment, you know I'm going to give some hacks for you to get through that for the year, but I would encourage you to find a teaching job in a different district where you might be happier and enjoy teaching again. So here's my hacks to stay positive in a toxic environment. First, surround yourself with positive people. Now, I know that can sound contradicting if we're saying you're in a negative environment, but you have to find somebody who's positive, whether it's a mentor in the school, it's a mentor outside of that school, join support networks. If you have any type of teaching groups that you can join um, outside of your school, also like I'm in different Facebook groups, so you can join those where you can connect with other educators and find people that could support you. But these connections are so important for getting guidance, advice, and just finding that sense of belonging, finding people that you fit in it with. That'll keep you positive when you're in this challenging environment. Um, And you become who you surround yourself with. So I always say, if you're with negative people, you're going to become negative. If you're with positive people, you'll become positive. So you have to find people who are going to lift you up and not bring you down. And if that's people outside of your work environment, then you need to find those people. Um, Because the more positive people you are around, the more positive you will be. Which brings me to my second hack is don't engage in the negativity. It can be so easy in a negative environment to get sucked into that negativity around the building. But instead of dwelling on problems with other people, focus on solutions. Because it's easy to... um, You know, feel like you're bonding with colleagues over the negativity or over a problem, but you don't want to be part of that negative culture, especially if you're unhappy in the negative culture. Look at that, be aware of that, and don't engage in it and be part of it. So, you know, participate in discussions and initiatives that are aimed at improving the school culture. Don't be part of what's bringing it down. Also, remember that even if people are negative, they enjoy being around positive people. So be part of the solution to make the culture a better place by focusing on your own positivity. It's the only thing that you're able to control. So think about, you know, what mindset you're in. How are you treating others? Are you talking about other people? Are you being dishonest? And it can be easy to get into that mindset if everybody around you, they're doing those things. So make sure that you're not engaging in that negativity because you're surrounding yourself with positive people and you're working on your own positivity. My next hack is to develop emotional resilience. Resilience is huge to beating burnout. And so you build emotional resilience by learning to manage your stress and adversity effectively so that when something happens that's hard, you're able to deal with that. If you don't build up your resilience when something's hard, you just break down and that's when you get burnt out. So Techniques that you can use like deep breathing, mindfulness, um, even therapy is huge for just being able to withstand negativity. And I think therapy is a great thing if you're in a toxic environment or a negative school culture, because it's just another person that you can talk to and they can help you through these situations. Um, Also taking care of yourself physically through eating healthy, exercising, getting plenty of sleep. These self-care habits are going to help you build resilience. I know we talk about self-care a lot for educators, but it is really so huge if you take the time and take care of yourself. So focusing on your, your physical health will make you feel better emotionally. Also, find purpose in your work. Remind yourself of your reasons for becoming an educator. You know, focus on your mission to educate and impact your students in a positive way. That's a powerful motivator to maintain that positive mindset, even if you're in the most challenging environment. When you focus on your actual work as a teacher and focus on your students and what you love about teaching and why you became a teacher, that is going to keep you going, even when it's hard. Also, another hack is to keep learning and growing. So if you're in an environment where you feel like you can't grow, you need to keep learning and growing on your own through podcasts, through books, through, you know, different organizations, you can join Facebook groups, things like that, continue your own professional development, that's going to empower you. And it's going to give you fresh perspective on your own teaching. It's also going to lead to new teaching methods and a sense of personal growth. When you do something new in your classroom, and you feel good about that, that is such an amazing feeling for you. And it, you know, you know, that you made a huge impact in your students. So that'll keep you going in the profession. It keeps you staying positive about teaching. To me, when I engage in that professional learning and growth, it keeps me in my purpose of why I even am doing what I'm doing because I love to impact kids. And so learning and growing on how I can do that better keeps me in my purpose. So it will keep you motivated to do what's best for your students. Another hack is to practice gratitude and ce- and celebrate small wins. So even the smallest things. Keep a journal and you do this by keeping a journal of positive experiences that you've had, positive things that have happened throughout the day, a success you had with a student, maybe compliments you receive from colleagues or students. You get those you know, notes from students. Save them because when you're faced with negativity, you can revisit those things and it'll help keep you uplifted. I also like to think about you know, five things I'm grateful for at the beginning of the day. So you could start your day at school thinking of five things you're looking forward to, to that day, five things you're grateful for. Um, and every time you have just a small win, it doesn't have to be something huge. You celebrate it. You celebrate it with your kids. Teach your kids that too, because that's going to help them be more positive, which creates just a more positive culture in your own classroom. Another hack is to set reali- realistic expectations. Remember that you can only focus on the things that you're able to control within your work environment. So adjust your expectations. To align with the reality of the school environment and not your expectations for kids, but your expectations for just what things will look like in your school building. So, you know, it's essential to keep striving for that positive change, but you also want to set realistic expectations and know that it can be really hard to work in an environment like that. But if you have those expectations that It can be negative and I'm going to stay out of that negativity. It's going to prevent frustration and disappointment where if you have expectations like, oh, you know, if I'm positive positive enough, it'll go away. That's not always the case. So make sure that you're setting realistic expectations and communicating to others. Having open and constructive communication can help some of the toxic aspects in the building. So for example, if you're struggling with maybe, excuse me, your team being toxic or you know another colleague you could talk to your administrator or the union whoever you're comfortable talking to or whatever you know you're advised to do in your district but talking to people and being open about what's going on is going to help address the issue i know as an administrator i love when teachers come to me with issues going on or things happening in the building that i had no idea about but i can't help unless i know so making sure that you communicate with others, also communicating with others that you're not going to engage in the negativity. Then they won't, you know, teachers won't even try to bring you into it because they know you're not engaging in it. So that is another way you can communicate. So I just want to review those hacks to stay positive in a toxic work environment. Surround yourself with positive people. Don't engage in the negativity. Develop emotional resilience. Find purpose in your work. Keep learning and growing practice gratitude and celebrate those small wins. Also set realistic expectations and communicate to others. So I hope that you utilize these tips and find them helpful. Remember though if you are in a toxic environment, just try to get through the school year and try to find a job in another district because not every school district is a toxic environment. And like I said earlier, I see a lot of teachers leave the profession because they're burnt out and you could go to another district and love teaching again. So Teaching is all about, you know, what your thoughts are about teaching is how you're going to feel about teaching. And so if you're in a different district where, you know, you're able to have more positive thoughts about teaching and um, you're encouraged and maybe get more professional growth and opportunities, then it might be totally different for you. So don't let a toxic environment, you know, have you leave the profession for good. I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope that you can take away some of these hacks and use them in your own job. Even if you're not in a toxic environment, you can still use some of these things. It's just good, even if dealing with a difficult situation. But if you do feel like you work in a toxic environment and you want some help navigating through this, please reach out to me. I would love to help. Um, I have free burnout strategy sessions and what we do is we look at the areas you're struggling with personally and we make a plan to address them. So if you're in this type of environment, we can see what areas you need to address and how you know have a plan for that. So um, like I said, if you're interested in one-on-one coaching or even if you just want more tips throughout the week, find me on Instagram at Coaching. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you find this podcast helpful, leave a review. That way other people can find it. I hope you have a great week and stay tuned for the next episode.